Good morning, and welcome to another edition of Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Braz. Monica is the Communications Manager for BBB Serving Western Ontario. This morning, we talk about cybersecurity, the Lifestyle Home Show, and financial planning in RRSP season. Those topics are important to each of us. Our financial planning will help us achieve or maintain our financial goals, and cybersecurity will help assure that no one steals our money or our identity. So let's start with financial planning. Our guest today is Rose Hill, president of Accountable Inc. Welcome to Ask BBB, Rose. Thank you, Monica. So, Rose, there are some deadlines coming up really soon, and people need to, um, you know, think about what they're going to do. So when is the deadline for RRSP contributions? So the deadline for RRSP contributions uh, is 60 days after the calendar year. Uh, so, for example, 2019 has just has just ended, and we have until February 29th to file or to make a contribution. However, it falls on a weekend, so they've extended it to March 2nd of this year. Bonus. You get a few extra days to make all your decisions. (laughs) Okay, so what types of accounts can um, be registered as retirement savings accounts? Okay, so RSPs are savings and investment accounts established by Canadians uh, through the financial institutions, uh, credit unions, insurance providers, or a private broker that will be registered with the government of Canada. So really, when you're thinking about RRSPs, um, you're making a decision today, but down the road, there are many different options that you can use your RRSPs for. So it is beneficial to spend the time thinking a little bit about it, even if you don't know what you're going to be doing five or 10 years down the road. Absolutely. It's all part of the planning process. Yeah. So many of us are aware when we make an RRSP contribution, it reduces our taxable income in the year that the contributions are made. So what else should we know about RRSPs and taxes? So um, if the contributions are made in the first 60 days of the following year, um, then those contributions can be applied to a previous tax year or the current tax year. So for example, if you made a contribution today, you can apply that contribution against your 2019 income or your 2020 income. Rose, is it better to uh, make weekly contributions and plan over the year rather than base your contributions on how much tax refund you're going to get? Well, um, it's always best if you can take the full year into consideration. So by making monthly contributions or having money come off of your paycheck every uh, week or biweekly, it it helps to uh, lessen the burden that you would have to, to come up with the money at the end of the year. So if you can put that into your planning process, it definitely helps. Um, Other things, though, it's important to note that unlike other government-sponsored savings initiatives, uh, like tax-free savings accounts, RSPs are not actually tax-exempt, but tax-deferred. While you do not have to pay income tax on the amounts you deposit up front, you will be taxed when you withdraw your account. Uh, from your account. This also applies to any gains you make within your RSP. So a lot of people aren't aware of that. There's actually one in every four people who don't know the difference between a tax-free savings account and an RSP. So that's, you know, that's beneficial to know that. 
Right. So at this time of the year, when people are thinking about what to do, you know, considering an RRSP or a tax-free savings account, they it would make sense to look at both of those options and decide what's the best based on your financial situation at the time. Absolutely, it is, and it's it's best to work with if you if you can't figure that out on your own because sometimes it is difficult because your situation could be a little bit more um, cumbersome and. Um, um, so by by um, reaching out to a financial advisor, he'd be able to sit down and, and look at your situation and figure out what is best for you. Okay. So how do we determine how much we should contribute towards our RSPs? Okay. So there's a formula, and the formula is not easy. <laughs> so this is a formula. It's eight. 18% of your earned income from the previous year, and this is the lesser of these amounts, the maximum annual contribution amount dictated by the government. So for 2019, the amount is actually 26500 and for the current year, it's 27230 And then any uh, your remaining available limit after contributions made to a company-sponsored pension plan. So that's a lot to remember. The best thing is to go to your notice of assessment for the last year you filed taxes, and that contribution amount will appear on your notice of assessment. And that will include carry-forward amounts that you haven't used in previous years. So that's really um, good to know as well. Hmm. So in terms of you know thinking about our future, people want to be prepared. But does it make sense to borrow money to contribute to an RRSP plan? Um, in some cases, it does make sense to borrow um, money, especially now with our low interest rates. However, if you are at a lower tax bracket, it may make sense to contribute um, to a tax-free savings account instead. Other things to consider when borrowing is paying back the loan and your level of debt. Um, if you're not sure what to do, this is where, again, a financial advisor is very, very beneficial uh, they will determine what is best for your situation. So handling our investments is certainly one area where trust is most paramount, uh, Rose. And, of course, we recommend that people search the BBB directory to find accredited businesses and people to deal with. Uh, beyond that search, how do we as consumers look for a financial planner? So registration helps um, protect you. Always take the time uh, to check what the person uh, or business you're dealing with is uh, uh, is registered with the securities regulator in your province or territory. Uh, their regulation status will also inform you of the products or service they are allowed to provide, and if there are any, if there have been any regulatory disciplinary actions against them. Registration also helps protect you from unqualified or fraudulent investment professionals. And then ask people that you know, who you respect and you trust, um, and are using who they're using for a financial planner. And then uh, finally choose two or three that you like and set up an interview with them. And ask them some questions like, um, um, how would you go about putting a, a plan together for me, for me in the short term, long term, and unexpected uh, circumstances for me? and how they would manage risk in, in your portfolio for you. That's important. And how do they get paid? And if there's a service for their, or if there's a fee, sorry, for their service. Those are all great questions that uh, people can take note of. And we want to thank you for taking time to answer some of our questions here this morning, Rose. Well, thank you for having me. I hope this is beneficial for, for the listeners and um, all the best in their future financial planning.
You're listening to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with co-host Monica Braz, uh, and our guest has been Rose Hill, president of Accountable Inc., an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. Search Accountant in the BBB directory, and you'll find them. Coming up, something that might enhance your home and lifestyle. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Monica Braz, communications manager with BBB Serving Western Ontario. The Lifestyle Home Show is on this weekend at the Agriplex in the Western Fair District. It opened last night and runs today until 8 p.m. and will be open tomorrow from 11 until 5 p.m. One of the organizers of the show joins us now to give us some ideas on the unique and interesting features included in this year's show. Our guest is Peter Madsen of CCR Build and Design. He is the past president and currently vice president of the London Home Builders Association, who are the organizers of the show. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So, Peter, tell us a little about the concept behind the Lifestyle Home Show. Well, it started back about 27 years ago because the top priority of the LHBA is to educate the public. Uh, The London Home Builders Association has a reputation across Canada for being forward-thinking and early adopters of technology and also green building science. And because we are home builders uh, in the association, we have years of knowledge and expertise so we actually do work as building and renovation professionals all year round, and that gives us a definite advantage when we put together the show. And the show is really an experience to provide visitors uh, the opportunity to speak with professionals, touch and feel products, rather than uh, an online click and purchase uh, type of deal. And so 27 years later, we're, uh, we're still going strong. That's great to hear. And when we think about, you know, all the growth happening in London as well, this is, um, you know, something that I'm sure is quite useful to everyone in the area. You know, when we're talking about lifestyle, that can really include anything or everything from organizing a closet right through to building a new home or remodeling. You know, will people who are looking for all of those varieties be able to find something of interest at the show? For sure. And even outside of that, like whether you own your home, rent your home, there's there's a lot to see at the show. And, and this year we have a few extra special uh, uh, features where we have a special feature on careers. And it's actually going to be a 4,000 square foot uh, feature that's designed as an interactive showcase for skilled trades and construction professions aimed at debunking the myths about careers in today's creative and advanced construction industry. The shortage of skilled trades and all professionals in construction, really, it isn't pending anymore. Uh, it's here and it's real. And as an employer in London, I can tell you that that's a, that's a real fact. So that's why all sectors of the construction industry are banding together and bringing it all under one roof to show what London has to offer in satisfying cons- uh, construction careers. Also, Ironstone Building Company, they uh, they actually have a, a, you can visit their booth to see their cutting-edge contemporary home designs, and they have a game you can play called Ironstonopoly, uh, where everyone walks away with prizes, plus you can enter for a chance to win a luxury vacation. London Police Services will be with us this year. You will have the opportunity to speak with an officer about ideas for crime prevention for your home or neighborhood or ask a question that you might have wanted to ask an officer but haven't had the opportunity to. Um, Flowers Canada growers have a flower crown bar. The flower crown bar will teach show attendees how to make a beautiful fresh uh, flower crown in under 10 minutes. And you can take this knowledge to craft your own headpiece for your wedding, bridal shower, baby shower, or whatever type of photo shoot you may be you may be up to. So there's there's lots of stuff even outside, but it's it's there's there's going to be plenty to see for sure. Yeah, it sounds like you've really thought about different types of audiences, and so there's something for everybody really this weekend happening in London. 
even teenagers from the sounds of things when they start thinking of careers. What are some of the stage presentations um, that we might want to note and and, uh, be there for? Well, actually, yeah, so we're, uh, CCR is going to be the stage sponsor again this year, and we've got a great show on Saturday. The, the Renomark Renovators are going to be there, and we've, um, and kind of share how to put on a successful renovation from start to finish. We have everything from landscape design to hiring a designer for your, um, uh, from your home, uh, your home come to travel uh and you can check out the show guide or postcard that'll be given uh when you enter the show to see an entire stage listing can you just give our listeners a, a heads up on finding parking the best approach to finding their way around the show and and uh oh yeah the the admission price and uh uh website tickets online or, or how to how to get them for sure so parking's free. Uh, visitors can park on either side of Florence Street and hop on the shuttle provided by Dale Downey Nissan Commercial Vehicles. Admissions $10 per person and $9 for seniors, which is a rollback. We've decided since it was 2020, we'd like to offer a great deal to all of our visitors. Uh, when you enter the show, you'll be greeted by one of our volunteers, and they will give you a show guide that will actually have a map and guide you to walk you through the show. You can also be, uh, you'll also be given a postcard size map of the show for easy reference that has all the stage shows on the back so you know what's coming and don't miss anything. On top of that, everyone is going to be given a coupon for $10 off Shelly's Restaurant, so right there, uh, check that out for $10 on the back of the, of the ticket. Um, and you'll be given a, a ballot to enter to draw uh, at Rembrandt Homes, who are happy to say that they're once again our major home show sponsor, and they're giving away a luxury dining suite worth $7,500, and it is stunning. Well, it looks like something we want to put on our calendar this weekend for certain. Thanks very much for taking time to talk to us, Peter. No problem. Thanks for having me. We've been talking with Peter Madsen of CCR Design Build and Vice President of the London and Area Home Builders Association about the Lifestyle Home Show. It's on right now at the Agriplex at Western Fair District and it's open until 8 p.m. today and again tomorrow from 11 to 5 p.m. And don't forget, while you're at the show, stop by at the BBB booth and you can find information there about the trades, how to find a good one, and also how to prevent yourself from getting caught in scams. And we'll return in a moment to talk to a representative of the Canadian Centre for Cybersecurity. Welcome back to Ask BBB, a weekly program produced by the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Braz. Monica is the Communications Manager at BBB serving Western Ontario. We have on the line with us today from Ottawa, Jason Besner, Director of Partnerships at the Canadian Centre for Cybersecurity. Thanks for joining us today, Jason. Thanks for having me, Monica. So, Jason, why don't we start by getting a little bit of background about what the Canadian Centre for Cybersecurity is? Certainly. Uh, so, the Canadian Centre for Cybersecurity brought together uh, three different missions in the federal government. Uh, so, it brought together the IT security mission uh, at the Communication Security Establishment, the Security Operations Centre at Shared Services Canada, as well as the uh, CSERC organization under public safety. So, that was Canada's national CERT. So together they make up the Canadian Centre for Cybersecurity, which is a part of CSE. Wow, so that's really interesting to see the, like, you know, these different areas working together. So what does um, the Canadian Centre for Cybersecurity try to accomplish then by bringing all these different groups together? So first and foremost, uh, we aim to provide one door uh, to the federal government for operational cybersecurity matters. 
so there was uh, there were different missions whenever we were in three different organizations, and now uh, we aim to provide that one contact point uh, for Canadian organizations to seek uh, operational support. Uh, so those services can range anywhere from uh, supply chain advice uh, to sophisticated tool and analytics development, uh, from very technical to very general uh, advice and guidance on cybersecurity, and also, of course, uh, incident response in the event of, uh, of a serious compromise. Okay. So, you know, I noticed that there were some key areas that you focused on. How does that really benefit or impact the average Canadian resident with the work that you do? So focusing on Canadian individuals, we have a program called the Get Cyber Safe Program. Um, we really look to work with uh, all of the organizations and individuals in, in a collaborative way. And what we do for individuals is provide a lot of uh, publications and advice and guidance that we think are accessible to most Canadians. Uh, and we really help them focus on some of the, uh, the threats that they might be facing from cyber criminals to understand the value of the data that they have and to take part, uh, take an active role in securing it. Uh, so some of that advice can be uh, on how to secure devices once they're out of the box to change uh, generic passwords to something more complicated. Uh, it could be so securing your social media accounts uh, to education on how to recognize uh, an email phishing scam. Yeah, so and those are some of the things, you know, that we also try to bring awareness to people. So what would you say, you know, some, some people just think, oh, you know, it's my phone or it's my tablet. It's not really that big a deal. Why would you say cybersecurity is really important? So cybersecurity is important, and we, we say this to individuals and to organizations, that uh, the risk to, to that data is, should be considered on par with any other risk that you're considering, whether that's physical or financial, um, because that data is valuable, and uh, compromising that data can, can be quite costly. Uh, so it's important for that reason, and individuals need to consider that they hold a lot of information, a lot of personal and private information can be valuable, uh, and it could also provide uh, a would-be threat actor with information that can lead to a more serious compromise. So starting with the basics, starting with good cyber hygiene, making sure you understand that your data is valuable and, and securing it is really important. So when we hear about uh, making really good, solid passwords, that's a very important thing. Uh, we've had events in the past year where municipalities have been held ransom by cyber attackers. Uh, what does the CCCS uh, do and how do they become involved in these cases? Um, and has the CCS been able to help other organizations protect their systems from attacks like this? Uh, so ransomware is certainly something we're, we're seized with this past year. Uh, as everybody's seen, there's, there's absolutely a rise uh, in organizations being affected and certainly organizations becoming more, uh, being more public about uh, the unfortunate circumstances they found themselves in. So the Cyber Center really, when it comes to ransomware, focuses on prevention more than anything. Uh, the unfortunate reality is that after the fact, after you've been a victim of ransomware, your options become quite limited. Uh, the Cyber Center is here to help either way. Uh, so whether it's uh, looking for advice on how to better secure your systems to a ransomware attack, uh, or in the case where your, your systems and files have been uh, locked, and are being ransom, uh, we'll offer some advice. We have very specific publications actually on our website on, uh, on what you might do in order to try and recover uh, those files. Um, but prevention really, uh, and if you can only focus on one thing when you're putting a preventative strategy, uh, it's to have backups. Have regular encrypted backups of your data is, is your best prevention for ransomware. 
Where, Jason, can uh, businesses and individuals uh, access some of the information that will help them with their prevention program? So there's uh, individuals, I would say, start with the getcybersafe.ca website. Uh, so there's a lot of different infographics and publications there that are easy-to-use guides for your, your mobile security needs, your social media needs, uh, and, and to secure your own personal data. Uh, organizations can look at the uh, cyber.gc.ca website to find a whole bunch of publications that are specifically geared uh, towards larger organizations or smaller organizations. And one of the best starting points is the baseline security control for small and medium enterprises. Well, Jason, we know we've barely scratched the surface here, but it is a, an increasingly important uh, topic uh, when it comes to security and securing our, our data. Uh, and we want to thank you for taking time to join us this morning. Thanks very much. Jason Besner is Director of Partnerships at the Canadian Centre for Cybersecurity and talked to us from Ottawa. And Monica, that's all of our time for Ask BBB. Remember, you can contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBB Western ONT. And until next time, I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Braz. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust.